I require the solace of the shadows and the dark of the night. Sunshine is my destroyer. There shall never be another dawn. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome one, welcome all to Dark Fringe Radio, your number one spot for the conspiratorial, paranormal, macabre, strange, and mysterious. And of course, I do this every week with my co-host, Jay Colosi. Jay, what's up? What is going on, man? We're high-powered this week, my friend. High-powered, man. High-powered. You know, and uh, yeah, a little earlier in the day, <laughs> got a little day drinking going on. We got some shit to talk about. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we have a very interesting subject tonight, and uh, we're going to be talking about vampires, and uh, just you know, talk about the legend, the lore, and uh, you know, a little bit about uh, the whole thing about vampires. So we're going to be getting into all of that here uh, tonight. Uh, but first, let's do a little intro, Jay, and just want to let everybody know how they can listen to the podcast. You can go directly to darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Uh, you can go right there and listen and just pick whatever streaming service we have available there for you to listen to. So check it out. And make sure when you do that, uh, help uh, help a couple brothers out and uh, give us a five-star rating and a comment, and uh, we really would appreciate that. So also, you can follow us on social media. Uh, just look up uh, on uh, Dark Fringe Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we're on all those three fronts. Just look up, like I said again, Dark Fringe Radio. Make sure you like, share, and, uh, you know, spread the word about Dark Fringe Radio. We really do appreciate it. So uh, that's it for the intro, Jay. You want to add anything else to the intro there? Nope. Perfect. All right. Well, I, that gets us uh, to the next segment for the podcast, which is the mailbag. Are you uh, are you ready for the mailbag, Jay? Please check your mailbox. I mean, do we have to? Yeah, we have to. We have to. You know, it's just part of the deal. It's it's so abusive. He is abusive. He is abusive. Well, uh, again, this week, like always, um, Mr. Bradley Warrington III will help us out with the mailbag. Bradley, take it away. Welcome to Dark Fringe Radio's weekly mailbag with your host, Bradley Warrington III. All right, Bradley. Thanks for coming on and thanks for helping us out a bit. What do you have for this week for the mailbag? Give us a give us some good shit this week. Can you give us some good stuff? Our first mailbag question comes from a David Coles from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. David writes, Hey, I don't know if you saw this, but I wanted to bring it up that a key witness in the Harvey Weinstein case was run down and struck by a car. She is a forensic psychologist and they considered her testimony very crucial to the jury and some see the accident very suspicious as to the timing of when it happened. Do you think there was foul play involved? And do you think that is part of the reason why some of these victims do not come forward? Well, that's pretty interesting, but before I answer that, Bradley, uh, it's, I love how you fucking British, they, you say Stein, instead of, it's Harvey Weinstein. That's the guy, okay? Just know how to pronounce your shit, all right? Just learn, learn, learn how to do your job. Don't get testy with me, you bloody wanker. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so Jay, what do you have to say about this? Did you hear about this? I did. I did. Uh, I can't. I can't say I was surprised. I, I'm not. I mean, I don't know if it was foul play. He's he's already been hit for the two counts of rape, and he's got like thirty more counts pending. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, just to think about that. But yeah, I'm not surprised. No, I'm not either. I mean, it's Hollywood, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's Hollywood. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised either. I mean, yeah, like what Jay said, he's already been convicted of the two. So he's obviously going to spend some time in prison. How long? Who knows? I mean, he, uh, he's he been perpetuating this. Uh, I'm falling in ill health. And wait, she does look pretty shitty as of late. I don't know. Have you seen him as of late, Jay? Uh, he is not looking like he's in the best of health. No, <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's walking around with his walker. Uh, he's losing his hair. Um, his face is sunken in. I mean, it's apropos for somebody. Can who's... you imagine the stress? Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, but look, this is all brought on himself. I mean, I guess this is what. Oh yeah, the, sure. This is the best representation of karma coming back to bite somebody, right? I mean, we're watching this happen right now with this guy. Bit him right in the taint. Yeah, <laughs> right in the taint. But yeah, I mean, listen, 
there's a lot more to come when it comes to Harvey Weinstein. And no, I'm not surprised about this lady who got hit by a car. I mean, I don't know if they were trying to uh, do some type of retribution towards her or whatever the case may be. Who knows? But does that have an effect, Jay, do you think, on other people wanting to come out forward and, you know, speak their mind and speak about what happened? Fuck yeah, it does. Of course it does, man. Of course it does. You 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 try to debate on what's more important. Did you, you want to shine a light on those dirty, greasy little corners uh, and put yourself out there at that risk? Or do you want to swallow your pride and make sure you see another day? That's you true. Know, right? That's true. Yeah. And you got to it's got to lean on it. It does. It definitely has to lean on your conscience and lean on, you know, whether you want to say something or not. And listen, there's been many accounts where people have talked about, you know, Harvey Weinstein just like, you know, openly just <laughs> unclothing himself and masturbating in front of them. And they haven't gone to the cops. I mean, this, there's been many a reports. And, you know, again, what is the juice worth the squeeze again in these circumstances? And there's a lot of rumors behind Harvey Weinstein. I mean, you know, supposedly he hired uh, ex-Mossad uh, which is like Israelis, you know, secret service people to help protect them and find dirt on these people and so on and so forth. So when you have somebody of that kind of caliber, that kind of money, you know, with that kind of uh, influence, it's uh, it's very intimidating. I can see why some people wouldn't want to say anything. Money. Money. All about the money. You have that kind of money. You can buy just about anything you want. It's the money. It is the money. And let me ask you this, Jay. Do you think he's going to make it to uh, sentencing? Don't. I don't know. Because this. Because he has money, has some pretty decent protection around him. Right. Or you think but... he's going to be Weinstein? I don't know, man. <laughs> or you I don't think, think so. Or, or is he going to get, uh, what's his name? I'm not Harvey Weinstein, but uh, what's his name? The other guy. Epstein? Yeah, Epstein. Yeah. Is he going to get Epstein? He might. He might get Epstein. Who knows? He might. Who knows, right? He might get Epstein. It, I mean, it's, it's impressive when you can kill yourself while on suicide watch. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. It's, ama- it's amazing what you can do, right? All right. Well, listen, thanks for sending that in. We do appreciate it, uh, David. So uh, thanks for sending that in. Uh, I guess that brings us uh, to the next uh, mailbag question. What do you have, Bradley? Our next mailbag question comes from Brian Ginn from Virginia Beach, Virginia. It's not actually a question, however he submitted an article which goes on to say, a woman took 550 times the usual dose of LSD with surprisingly positive consequences. A 46-year-old woman snorted a staggering 550 times the normal recreational dose of LSD and not only survived, but found that the foot pain that she had suffered from since her 20s was dramatically reduced. Interesting. So... Uh, we have this lady who basically overdosed herself into oblivion. She took 550 times the amount of a regular dosage of recreational LSD. And um, not only did she survive, Jay, a pain that she's had in her foot since she was 20 is gone. Almost gone, pretty much. What do you say? I mean, what, what do you say to this? I don't even know what to say to this myself. I say, kids, don't try that at home. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, 550 times. Uh, I, that I, that's a lot of extra to take. I mean, it is a lot. I've never done LSD, so I'm not sure. Can you can you overdose like like die? I don't know. I don't know. Me like, either. I've never LSD? taken LSD in my life, and I don't know if you can overdose on something like that. But I mean, I don't. I don't know. That that sounds like a lot to take. <laughs> Could you imagine that trip? Could you imagine that trip? Uh, no, I'm good, thank you. I, I am far too much of a novice in the things of the mind expander, so uh, no, I cannot imagine. Yeah. I, I'm afraid to imagine. She probably thought she was in fucking Alice in Wonderland, man, I tell you what. But, you know, again, there's an interesting part of this article that kind of sticks out to me. Of course, the part where she actually had a positive result from this and she no longer has this pain that she's had for most of her life. Do you think that has something to do with the, you know, the LSD itself maybe rewiring her brain? I mean, because there's been studies of this now, Jay, where, you know, there's uh, been people who, you know, are suffering from depression or some type of mental illness. And um, LSD has been, uh, you know, used or at least, you know, scientifically shown to actually kind of like rewire your brain and, and actually uh, help people that have those kind of inflictions and stuff like that. So do you think maybe she just 
took such a super dose of it, it just fucking rewired her brain and her maybe her her brain synapses and and and, and her, her you know her pain receptors in her brain. I I think she's a very lucky woman. <laughs> I think she's a lucky bitch. She is. Okay. Yeah. I I think she somehow over fucked herself. Yeah. To where you like she went so far. To the right, she ended up going left. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she went over the odometer when it was nine, 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 and it just goes to zero again. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's what had happened. <laughs> See, I, I would not suggest she do that more than one time. Yeah, uh, you know that, like you hit the lottery, you stop uh, playing. Jeez. Well, anyways, well, yeah, that's a great article. Thanks, Brian. Um, actually, Brian is a a, a very very loyal listener to the podcast. He's very um engaged in our social media so i do appreciate you sending that in uh that article so thanks so much brian for sending it in uh that's it yeah thank you and uh that's it for the mailbag uh bradley would you have anything else for us tonight gentlemen that concludes this week's mailbag thank you for listening to the only segment of the highest form of talent on this entire show i am again mr bradley warrington the third and i bid you adieu yeah okay well Good enough. Uh, always, always a barb on the way out, huh? Always a little, oh, yeah. right to the kidney. That's exactly Ow. it. He's one of those guys, you know, one of those friends that hit you in the nuts all the time when you're unsuspecting. Uh, you know one of those guys? Yeah. Those we had, annoying. We had friends like that. Yeah, yeah. One of those annoying guys that just hits you in the nuts just unwittingly. You, you don't even know. You're just wait, standing there, minding your own goddamn business. That's him. So, uh, that brings us, uh, I guess, to the next topic or segment, Jay, is uh, what the F Florida man. You ready for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm super ready. Uh-oh, here we go. I'm super, super ready. Oh, he's super ready. All right, let's get this going. Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. All the shit, man. All right, so, uh, Jay, what do you have this week for What the F Florida Man? Well, see, I had originally had one in the bag. It was, like, an easy one because <laughs> uh, somebody had sent us a link yes. about a man who had been found with some tongues and some jars in his house. Ooh, yeah, I heard about that one. Upon scouring the Internet, I came across a story I could not, I couldn't sit on. You couldn't resist. I couldn't sit on it, William. You couldn't resist. I couldn't sit on it, sir. I couldn't. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, headline, Florida man reported to have offered to show his genitals to IHOP patrons. Wow. Talk about the moons over Miami, huh? Subtext. <laughs> subtext. Subtext. Sub, subtext. Also suspect in donut robbery. <laughs> So he's not only the guy that's exposing himself to IHOP employees, but he's also a suspect in a donut robbery. Yeah. So see, <laughs> I don't want to know where those donuts are going. The legend, the legend goes. <laughs> the legend. He was in IHOP. He was in IHOP with condoms, offering to show his junk to the patrons, the people sitting there trying to eat their breakfast. Little mom and dad, Susie and Bobby. Cece and Bobby. And here he comes with a condom in his hand. I want to show you my dick. Wow. Talk. Wow. Wow. So, manager asks him to leave. He refuses. He gets arrested. Bails himself out. Goes directly to a donut shop. Steals donuts. Gets arrested that afternoon. Wow. I mean, what do you think this guy was on? Do you think, or is he just completely, you know, mental? What do you think? Which one is it the two? I, I think he took five hundred times the dosage of LSD. <laughs> it was a lady's husband, right? The one she did the LSD with. Yeah, yeah. It was like that scene in Grandma's Boy when then he's like, "I'll, I'll smoke with you, bro. I'll oh, yeah. go to the devil. I don't even care. I don't care. Like that's 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, that movie is one of those weird movies. I don't know if you ever had this you know, happen with you, Jay, but when you watch it first time, you're like, this fucking movie sucked, right? And then you go back and watch it again like a year later, and you're like, this movie's fucking funny, man. Have you ever had that happen to you? Uh, I have, but not with that one. Yeah, that one did. I love that movie from day one. Like, that was... I felt so underrated uh, for it. Like, I thought it was great from the get-go. I was like that with, uh, what was it, um, another Adam Sandler movie. Shit. That's my boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it was one of those weird movies. I saw it once. And maybe it was just in a bad mood or whatever, but I, I watched it. I was like, this movie sucks. And then I watched it like a year later. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious, man. This movie's fucking great. That movie's fantastic. Yeah, it's that really good. Fantastic. And and there's a little cameo in it from the Big Diesel from Kevin Nash. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You know what? I gotta rewatch that film. It's been some time, so I'm gonna have to uh, revisit uh, Grandma's Boy. So, anyways, uh, well, listen. Thanks again, Jay, for what the f, Florida man, guy going in IHOP trying to show his French toast stick man to everybody, and then getting arrested and go steal some donuts after. So I guess that seems like a pretty progressive day for a guy in Florida. So again, Jay, thank you again for what the f, Florida man. So uh, again, we're gonna be talking tonight about vampires. So please stick around and don't go anywhere. This is Matt Landman, activist filmmaker and you're listening to dark fringe radio welcome to my home enter freely of your own will and leave some of the happiness you bring count dracula i am dracula and i bid you welcome mr hart Come in. You will, I trust. Excuse me that I do not join you. But I have already died. And I never drink wine. An ancestor? I see a resemblance. The Order of the Dracul. The dragon. Yes. Ancient society, pledging my forefathers to defend the church against all enemies of Christ. The relationship was not entirely successful. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is Dracul's have a right to be proud. What devil or witch was ever so great as a tiller whose blood flows in these veins? There's over! Ladies and germs! It's showtime! All right, and thanks for joining in on Dark Fringe Radio tonight. Our topic for this evening is vampires, Jay. And uh, this is one that you wanted to bring up and uh, discuss. And uh, I said, yeah, we haven't done anything on vampires. We've done 70 episodes of this podcast, Jay, now. Crazy to even think that we've done that many. But we've never really talked about vampires. I mean, I've always skated around it. But uh, let's talk about it, man. I mean, it's a a very interesting subject. It's it's, uh, maybe... One of the legends that's probably been in existence for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, uh, you know, it was something that, that kind of came to me. I like to watch a lot of documentaries. I watch a lot of history stuff. I watch a lot of uh, mythological stuff. 
I'm big into mythology and history. Uh, and I came across what's ultimately going to be my what to watch, uh, which was the real Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anytime you talk vampires, you know, pretty much everybody thinks Dracula first. He's right. a lot of times considered the oldest or the first of the vampires. So I was surprised when I found out that he was not the first of the vampires. Ooh, uh, so I kind of, as I, I delved a little bit deeper, I came across there's kind of three kinds of vampires. So I'm not talking about, you know, Twilight, Nosferatu, and Dracula. I'm talking, <laughs> there's three different categories of vampire. You have the fictional, right. like the Draculas, the Twilight. You have the mythological, which would be the Lilith, who was the first vampire as far as uh, bibliology is concerned from the old Jewish text. Uh, So you have mythological creatures of that nature. You have Kali, the Hindu goddess. She falls in that category. Mm -hmm. And then you have the real. And the real ones are the crazy ones. These ones are the ones that they kind of... They raise the hair on your arm because they're real. Yeah, just enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me pause you right there, Jay, if you don't mind. Let's get into the history, of course, of vampire history and its lore. Please. Um, We all know that vampires are properly, you know, they originated, you know, or originated in folklore. And they were reported from, uh, you know, Eastern Europe Europe in the late 17th and 18th centuries. Uh, That's when, you know, all these tales were formed uh, of the basis of the vampire legend. And it was later kind of veered into Germany and England. But they were, you know, subsequently, you know, embellished a lot, you know, and I think a lot of it was misunderstood. The vampire superstition, it thrived in the Middle Ages, especially, you know, as the plague decimated a lot of towns and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. disease was very rampant at that time. You know, had some diseases that were, you know, some of the symptoms were bleeding out of the mouth and lesions and stuff like that. So, of course, you know, as we were uneducated at that time, you know, a lot of stuff was pointed towards superstition, like, like always, even like back in the time when people thought, they were they were crazy. They were oh they, they were possessed by a spirit or whatever. You know that that's the excuse that they had. So um, it was it wasn't uncommon for anyone that was unfamiliar that had a physical or emotional illness to be actually labeled as a vampire, and that's the real ones that you were talking about. And you know a lot of the researchers you know pointed towards uh, porphyria, which is a blood disorder that causes like severe blisters on the skin uh, that it's when it's yeah. exposed to sunlight. Um, and, and so that was kind of like morphed into the vampire legend, but let's get into some of the, um, well, go ahead, Jay. So now you're, you're, you're spreading it kind of to those, those, you're kind of mixing two of those up because you, you start with history. I mean, if you really want to go history, then you actually have to go all the way back to Lilith, uh, who I kind of started with because she was actually in some of the old, the oldest of the Jewish texts. She was Adam's first wife. She was made from the same clay. She saw herself as an equal to Adam, and that caused an issue. That caused a lot of fighting. Uh, So she was banished, and that is when Eve came around. So when Lilith returned, she returned as a demon to terrorize Eve and their children. Mm, Interesting. Like, that's history. That's, That's deep. Uh, as you're getting, you were kind of splitting off, you were talking more like uh, there was a family, uh, the fa- they were an old New England family, old New England farmer. Uh, last name were Suttons, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, in the 1700s. Right. And the farmer, his oldest daughter, who was 19, had died. She had gotten sick and died. Uh, he had a nightmare after they had buried her about half of his crops decaying. Uh, and then saw his daughter. And then he had had five kids, and I think half of them had, had complained about nightmares before passing away. And then his wife had started complaining about the same thing. Uh, he went and started digging up all of his children, all of his dead children, starting with the most recent ones, and they were all sucked dry except for his oldest. So the first child to die uh, still looks full and fresh. So... Uh, they had to decapitate the body and set her up in a Jolly Roger style, where, you know, the skull and the crossbones. Right. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty uh, fucked up, if you just say, you know, just thinking about it. And you're absolutely right, Jay. I mean, this goes so far back, the history, talking about, 
you know, Hebrew uh, texts, also the Mesopotamians, the ancient Greeks, uh, the Manipuri, uh, the Romans. Uh, they all had tales of these demons and spirits that basically they turned into the lore of the vampire lore. And it, it's so crazy to think that even to this day, we celebrate the vampire. You know, it's 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 changed where, you know, now it's a we kind of sympathize with the vampire. And uh, it, it's amazing to me that how time can change one's perception of, of something like this. Um, tell me a little bit more about Lilith, Jay. I mean, you seem like you've done some research on her. Tell me a little bit about more about her. She was Adam's first or Adam's wife, right? So and, she was Adam's first wife. Adam's first wife in the old Jewish text. She was molded from the same clay. And Adam Adam wanted to be on top when they had sex. And Lilith said, no, we're, that means that you're in charge. I want to be on top in sex. Yeah. And Adam said, no. So, uh, I mean, I don't know why they just couldn't take turns. I know, right? right? Just take an L for the night. I, I like I like both. Right. I prefer both. Right. I'm amenable to a lot of things. Ladies, I am single. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll be done. I'm amenable to a lot of things. Yeah. That's fine. I, I'll, 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 you, you be on top. I'm okay with that. I can be on top. I'm okay with that. Uh, so, Lilith had said that uh, they should have sex as equals. Uh, there was a lot of fighting. So, Lilith, in the Jewish text, as she was banished from Eden, uh, she would come back and terrorize Adam and Eve and their children. Uh, and God had put a curse on her. So, she ended up uh, hooking up with a demon, a Leviathan. Oh, nice. That's what they called them. Leviathan? Um, not a Leviathan. No? Okay. Not a Leviathan. A Leviathan. And I'm not... I, I have a little list. Oh, so it's like Lilith, but at the end of it. Very hard for me to say. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, and that was strictly to procreate. They were just pumping out hundreds of demons. Oh, So God put a curse on them that a hundred of her children had to die a day. Huh. Um, wow. We use the coronavirus? They, but they kept producing, they kept producing, kept producing, and eventually God, he, uh, so the uh, the male wasn't so fertile. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, uh... So she then became a, a demon of the night and is said to have been... Uh, the demon of nocturnal emissions. Yeah, she's the ghost of wet dreams. So she's the wet dream lady. She's the wet dream fairy, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, that's interesting, Jay. I mean, uh, I've never really looked into the you know, uh, background when it came to Lilith and, or anything like that. So I Neither never... had I. Yeah, that's interesting. I came across this documentary, and it opened up so many interesting things that I have learned. Yeah. Including, again, mythology. The Hindu goddess Kali. Talk about that. Who had multiple arms and fangs known for draining the blood uh, of the children in the village. Uh, and I have a daughter named Kali. She's the same <laughs> way. And she has definitely sucked the life out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the same oh. god that they were worshipping in Indiana Jones, the second one? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting. So you now you have yeah, the, Temple yeah. of Doom, my friend. Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. That's correct. That's correct. So now you not only have the now you have the mythological side to it. So is there any other cultures besides the the Hindu culture that's you know wrapped up in this? Uh, yeah. Actually, they say that there have been documents of all over the globe. There are um, Chinese versions of vampires. Oh yeah. There yeah. are. Uh, German vampires. There are, you know, what actually is most interesting. I think from what I've I've heard, um, you know, everybody thinks of Dracula, right. right? As and then they think of the historical figure that he was built upon. You know, Vlad the Impaler. We'll get into him in a minute. But right. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay, then we'll get into him in a minute. My point being, uh, it. It's interesting how the view on the vampire has changed. Mm -hmm. How 
back in the day of the Nosferatu or the Bram Stoker Dracula, he wasn't charming. He wasn't dashing. He wasn't debonair. The mythology on him has, has changed. Yes, it has. Uh, they've gone from being a creature that had to feed on the living and could slide on the scales of evolution. Uh, it goes back that there was a very misty line between werewolves and vampires at one point. Vampires could actually change into wolves or bats. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that, um, you know, how they can slide to the scales of evolution. I mean, if anybody knows anything about vampires, I mean, the different, um, you know, versions of themselves that he can turn into, uh, or they can turn into, you know, it's, you know, talk about the, all the way down to the basis of mist. You know what I mean? What is the, that's like the, the, the very bottom of the, you know, you know, the chain of evolution all the way up to like what you said, Jay, bats and other creatures. So an element. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's just amazing. Again, uh, you know, we, we talk about, when we talk about vampires, we always come back to the same dude. And of course, that's Vlad the Impaler, right? Yeah. So uh, let's talk about Vlad. Uh, good old Vlad. Let's talk about Vlad. Yeah, I mean. Vlad is very interesting. He is an interesting guy. Very interesting guy. And, uh, of course, he was known as Vlad the Impaler. He was born in Transylvania, Romania. He ruled uh, Wallachia. Mm-hmm. And uh, from, I think it was like 1456 to 1462. So, um, a lot of historians you know, describe him as just a very cruel and brutal ruler. And uh, he fought off the Ottoman Empire, which was you know amazing in itself at that time. And he earned the nickname because the favorite way he killed his enemies was to impale them on huge wooden stakes. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about Vlad, Jay. All right. So, uh, Vlad is very interesting on the perspective in which you see him. So, uh, Vlad, Vlad the Sepish, as they called him, uh, which translates into Impaler, um, he was a Wallachian uh, ruler, but he had a short stint. He was actually sent away because uh, his kingdom was overrun by the Turkish and uh, his father and his brother were tortured tremendously. So he was able to get back, get back in power, and that's when he started his uh, his his ways with the impaling. Yeah, yeah. So the impalings were ways for him to let others know. But actually, if you speak to Romanians, if you if even today, today the Romanians they look at him very fondly. Oh yeah. Uh, Vlad the Impaler uh, was their protector. Uh, his body is buried in a holy church that is guarded by a monk. <laughs> very interesting, isn't that, it? That doesn't sound very Middle Ages. <laughs> I don't know what else does, right? Yeah, and that's actually how the name Dracula started, right? So, Vlad never, uh, like, signed his name is Dracula. Vlad the Stepish or Vlad yeah. the Impaler. That's not what you would do. Right. That's what your enemies would do. Say, oh, that's shit. That's Vladimir Impaler. Please don't step on his new kicks. He wouldn't like it. He would sign it Vlad Dracula, which uh, translates to... So his dad was Vlad Dracul, which was for the dragon or someone who, was, right. who would attain the Order of the Dragon. So right. Dracula is like a eclectic... Uh, it's like the son of. Right. So Vlad Dracula just means the son of so it'd be like, Vlad the Dragon. It'd be like the same thing like your son. Instead of Jay, it'd be Jay Jr., right? Right. Exactly. Right. Perfect. So, yes. Yeah, so his dad was Vlad Dracul. So he became Vlad Dracula or son of the dragon, uh, which in and of itself is just badass. That is badass. That's a badass story. That's a badass background, no? And, I mean, not only that. I think so. Yeah, I mean, not only that. I mean, he scared the living shit out of people. I mean, he was going, there was reports, supposedly, legend has it, I mean, he enjoyed drinking the, the blood of his dying victims by dipping his bread his bread in their blood. So he was just like, yep. back in the day, that you know, that's how they ate food. They usually had like a soup and some bread. And they just dipped bread in soup and yep. ate. That was, that was how they ate. And this guy was eating bread and bl- blood together, man. And, you know, a lot of these tales sparked into what it, like what you said, it just changed and evolutionized itself over time until, you know, somebody actually biting somebody and sucking their blood as the vampire tale as it's told now. That was because 
uh, Dracula came out in the Victorian times, so they couldn't actually write about the actual physical act of sex. Uh. So the thought of a bite on the neck was more romanticized. It was kind of like uh, adjacent to the sex. Yeah, yeah. It was lustful. Uh, You know, what I find kind of interesting when we talk about the history of people who have vampiric tendencies. Have you ever heard of uh, the Queen of Bathory? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, she, Elizabeth yeah. of Bathory? Yes, the, yes. The bloody Elizabeth? Yeah. Who was maybe uh, the first female mass murderer who would kill her servants and kill like 600 servants and bathed in their blood for mm-hmm. her beauty ritual? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Now that's badass too. I mean, if that's scary enough, don't you imagine that? Jesus Christ. And she had diaries. She would keep track of them and, and the way she would torture them and the way she would bloodlet them. Uh, Dear to the, diary. To the point where... <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh. Dear diary. November 14th, 1982. <laughs> Today I had my first victim. Today we slit their wrists with their own toenail. Like geez. I just I don't know, man. That's fucking rough. It is. <laughs> man, that's, that's just rough. Deep. That's, that's deep. Using it for beauty purposes, and then she gets sentenced to death in a public hearing, in a private hearing, because they didn't want to embarrass the family. So she was blocked up in her room with only a small slit for food and would die after three years wow that's a way to die too man i mean geez she just slowly probably withered away in that you know blocked up room could you imagine no sunlight not being able to do anything that would be the worst that'd be the worst it'd be fucking awful yeah i mean but again the 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 sentencing is i guess befit for the crime but I, i think she obviously should have been killed you know what i mean especially back then they were quick oh yeah they were quick to kill people back then. I'm surprised they did that. Her family must have had a lot of influence. Yeah, but she was she was high on the throne, my man. There you go. She's there high you. on the throne. A lot of influence. And the money in the family and the outward perspective of it. You, you know, can't always be hauling your queens out into the square and chopping <laughs> off their heads. Yeah, Sometimes no, you, you have to, you know, suddenly say they, <laughs> they fell ill and died while they were held in a prison. I mean, shit happens. She's on vacation. One of my favorite things to watch on YouTube, I'll watch, uh, it's a four-part series from the BBC from, like, the 90s, uh-huh. uh, and they talk about the royal family and how they, they go all the way back from, like, you know, uh, Richard the Lionheart all the way up to Queen, to Queen Mum now, mm. uh, and it's fantastic to hear all the shit that people go through and all the, the different sects of it. It's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Anyway, I'll stop it. Sorry. No, 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 not not at all. But again, we're talking about these real people that lived, and you know, there's another one, Jay. That um, I don't know if you've ever heard of, and I have never heard of either until I started doing some of this research on this subject. Mercy Brown, have you heard of her? Yes. Yeah. So I found this lady, and supposedly she is a lady who was a lived in Rhode Island, supposedly extra Rhode Island. She was the daughter of George Brown, a farmer, right? And um, after George lost many of his family members, including Mercy, in the late 1800s to uh, TB, tuberculosis, um, his community uh, used Mercy as a scapegoat to explain their deaths. And uh, it was common in, and uh, at that time to blame several deaths uh, in one family of the un, to the, you know on the undead. So the bodies of the each you know dead family member were often exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism you know either a bite on the neck or something like that so what happened was is when they re-exhumed mercy's body she didn't display any decay nothing she was like perfectly intact so everybody mm-hmm. freaked the fuck out they were like how the hell but again they didn't realize that they buried your body about at an above ground vault in new england during the winter so of course she basically her body was perfectly preserved because it was frozen. So again, a lot of misconceptions, a lot of uneducation um, was kind of like the influence to it. But again, it it fed into that whole vampire mystique. And she was she was well, and that that area, that New England area, oh, the yeah. hotbed, 
hotbed for stories like that, for legends like that. There was uh, actually in the 90s, Salem, Salem there was an article done about some, uh, some farmers that had been uh, some farmers from the 1700s in the town, some of the first farmers in, in the continental United States. Uh, and it was like five bodies were found, but and all of them were normal except for one. Right. <laughs> one had also been set up in that Jolly Roger setup where the, you know they exactly. had, the body had been uh, mutilated before being laid to rest, or had been dug up and mutilated and laid back to rest. Yeah. Um, you know, and they there's so. There's so much mythology around that, and and that area, that New England area, for some reason, does seem to be a yeah, that's a, a real cursed island or red light area. District. Yeah, you know, you got the Salem witch trials that happened there. You know, a lot of stuff happened in that area. So, um, you know, it goes to show you that maybe an area can be cursed. Maybe I I really do believe that New England area is cursed. So, um, you know, who knows? But yeah, Jay, uh, very interesting topic, man. Anything else to add to vampires, man? I think we pretty much. Uh, Wrapped up the whole history and mythology of it. How about some vampire movies? What are some of your favorites? Well, I mean, the Bela Lugosi Dracula is a fantastic one. Yes, it is. Uh, right off the bat, I never, I've never been a big. I think vampires are scary, so I haven't delved into a lot of the really like good ones. I remember, uh, oh crap, what's the name? I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie was fantastic. TV show, not so much. Oh, Lord. Uh, Lost Boys was good. But no, there was... Uh, Lost Boys, thank you. That was the one I was looking for. The Lost Boys was fantastic. You know, there's another one. Uh, there's, so, another, there's another one during that time, the 80s, Jay, that I recommend you should check out if you've never seen it. And I think you'd love it. It's called Near Dark. Have you heard that one? I have not, but yeah. I will check it out. Yeah, we Are Dark? No, Near Dark. Like, Near... Like not far oh, near but, dark. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and it has um, Bill Paxton, I believe, isn't it? Yes, Bill Paxton, and uh, it's a great film, man. It's it, it's kind of like in that same '80s vein, punk rock vampire kind of thing. You know what I mean? But it's a completely different yeah. take. You'd love it. Definitely check it out. Near Dark. It's it's right up your alley. For me, um, you know, that's probably near the top of the list. Near Dark. Of course, you have um, Interview with the Vampire, which I thought was fantastic. Um, the book was a lot better, obviously, yeah. than the movie. Um, yeah. And then... Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Nosferatu, the original one, or the remake of the original, uh, was also really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think there was a, a Dracula film that Christopher Lee did in the 80s that I remember watching as a kid that I thought was great. So, yeah, man, you know, it's 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 crazy, like we, we said, how the... The vampire lore legend continues to change, you know, and even in the movies. I mean, it goes on from this creature from like Nosferatu, um, and of course Dracula. That couldn't be seen. They couldn't be seen by light of day because of how hideous it, how hideous it was. Right, right. Or it, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't because of the sunlight. It was because it was so. They're ugly. Off-putting. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so obvious to and, Nosferatu, and now. Uh, with the Twilight series, you have vampires that sparkle. can go out in well, the sunlight under sparkle. certain circumstances. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't know. You know, it's just, it, it, it constantly changes. And now it's become, you know, we, we sympathize with the vampire now. And it's it's gone so many different ways. Even like, for instance, like one of my other favorite vampire movies, Blade. Uh, very underrated vampire movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't remember, but yeah. Blade was fucking awesome. The very first one. Blade was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that fantastic. was a great, great film. Might I add another Mar Marvel film, which uh, they need to redo. Uh, but yeah, Blade was a great film. And it, it was another take on the whole vampire lore. I mean, it was a, a pregnant woman who got bit by a vampire when she was pregnant. And the baby came out to be a half-breed. So he was a half vampire, half human. Had all the great attributes and and, and uh, benefits from being. If a I had a nickel for every time. <laughs> every time what, Jay? But you know, a vampire bit a pregnant lady. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a great take on the whole the whole legend. I mean, and now you have this person who is able to be in the sunlight and be a, a human, but also have the 
the uh, the abilities of a vampire. But then, of course, there's a downside of that too because you know you need to drink blood. So, uh, but again, another great movie, another great take on the on, on the whole vampire lore. I speaking of vampires, I one of my all time favorite comic book characters was Morbius. Oh yeah, from Ghost Rider, right? The Ghost Rider series. Uh, yeah, also from uh, Spider-Man. That was actually when I first remember seeing him was uh, Spider-Man, that 90s Spider-Man animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're talking about they're talking about possibly having him have his have a movie. Yeah, no, there are. Um, Jared Leto is going to play him actually. Yeah. So that's going to be yeah, interesting. Yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, another film that I have to recommend for uh, you know this type of uh, movie is Thirty Days of Night. Have you ever seen that one, Jay? Oh, yeah, that's a fantastic one. Yeah, that has Josh Hartnett, which God knows what happened to that guy. And it takes place in an Alaskan town. And, of course, if you don't know, there are periods of time throughout the year in Alaska where it can run night for 30 days straight. And what else would be better for a vampire than to be able to roam free for 30 days without having to worry about getting back in? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Right? I mean, what a plot. I mean, and Ooh, what a great plot. Shit. Right? I mean, and these vampires wow. are creepy, too. Very creepy. The leader is awesome. Uh, but, yeah, check that out if you've ever never seen that. So, all right, well, that's a, that's a good wrap-up for uh, the, uh, the topic for tonight, Jay, for vampires. So, let's get into the outro. And, of course, every week we do what to watch. So, Jay, what do you have this week for what to watch? Well, my what's watched is going to be the uh, the real Dracula on the History Channel on YouTube. Uh, you can YouTube, you go to YouTube, you type in uh, the real Dracula, pull up, you'll see like an animated little drawn picture of Vlad the Impaler. Uh, they talk about Bram Stoker, kind of what, how like his early life was, how he ended up getting this fascination with uh, with the vampires. Uh, they talk a little bit about Lilith and about uh, another, another first female vampires, uh, and then they talk about Blazing Taylor and how he kind of mixed those things together. It's a very interesting piece on both Bram Stoker and Dracula and how the two are now so permanently intertwined. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Again, uh, I'm going to check that out, Jay. And I'm, I've always been fascinated by this subject, so. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. And um, again, how to listen to the podcast. Very easy. Check us out, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com, and follow us all on our social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just follow Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Jay, you have anything else to add? That is it, my friend. That is it. Very good. Well, listen, people, we're turtlenecks. <laughs> we're turtlenecks, yeah. Oh, boy. But listen, uh, thanks for uh, joining us this week on Dark Fringe Radio. We'll catch you again with a new episode next week.
You didn't even warn them, did you? No. And you knew what I would do? I knew. I rescued you, didn't I? Hmm? From the terrible dawn. You were their leader. They trusted you. You made me see their failures, Louis. They were doomed, stuck in their decadent time. And they had forgotten the first lesson, that we must be powerful, beautiful, and without regret. And you can teach me this? Yes. To be without regret? Yes. Then what a pair we could make. <laughs> but what if it's a lesson I don't care to learn? What do you mean? What if all I have is my suffering? My regret? Don't you want to lose it? So you can have that too. The heart that mourns her. Her that you burnt to a cinder. Louis, where I Ah, but I know you did. I know. You regrets nothing. You feels nothing. If that's all I have left to learn, I can do that on my own. Gratefully.